0: So, we are here in Oklahoma City, USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium for the Women's College World Series Media Day. Uh, Tennessee is first up, and we're hoping to get a little bit from them as the day rolls on, but uh, it'll go Tennessee and then Alabama. And I think... Oklahoma and Stanford will be meeting with the media so uh, if if we're able to get in touch with JT here because I think this is kind of the only this is the only time that JT had when he was going to be able to chat with us so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with him if not we'll have tons of stuff from today's press conferences that we'll be able to share with you in fact let's 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 do it now. We head straight to the Riverwind Casino jackpot line uh, he might already be here at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium, or at least heading this way, Sooner Hitting Coach JT Gassa joins us. JT, congratulations, man. What's this week been like for you, getting ready for tomorrow?
1: Uh, Just like any other week, we're still doing our same prep work, still keeping our routines. Um, It's been been real fun just kind of uh, digging into uh, the different opponents that we're going to face and, um, you know, just doing our same old, same old.
0: How... um Obviously we've we've got the greatest coach in the history of college softball, right? And Coach Gasso. How do you see things or are there slight adjustments in leading up to this week? Are there major things? Is every year different, J T, or is it kinda hey, we've been here, we know what it takes, let's let's follow this same game plan. How much changes in the preparation and the process getting ready for this week?
1: Uh I don't know about um here the It might help with this kind of perspective. So every year is new, right? So if every year is new, then we can only look back on some of the the stuff that we've done and getting ready for this week and just say, hey, okay, that was good. But it also matters, like, where we're at right now. So, like, there's been some times in the past where, um, you know, we might be still lifting or we might be still – we might need more hitting or we might need more – uh, I, I whatever whatever it may be. So I only say that because um, we've just been really doing the like I said, kind of before was the same thing we've been doing, and not really making it about okay. Now we got to change everything. <laughs> now we got to um you know mix it all up because we're at the World Series now. Um, it's just kind of really been just sticking to you know what's been working for us this year.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, for you personally. I know that you're very much a deflector of praise, but I'm going to give you some praise, man. The, the way that you work with these hitters beyond just the scouting report beyond just the infinite amount of, of BP that they take JT. I really feel like the mental side and how you approach the breathing side of it. What kind of a, of an adjustment for you has that been in in implementing it and understanding, Hey, you've got to have the scouting report. You got to have your swing, right? You got to understand what the pitcher has got to is doing, but you really seem to have honed in and fine-tuned that that mental approach for your players. What's that process been like for you?
1: Uh, it's just been a lot of learning. It's been a lot of knowing, kind of showing what, you know, data showing, showing, uh, you know, what's going to help people stay in a good mindset. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I've kind of learned is, you know, you can really have the the perfect swing or the perfect plan or the perfect whatever. But if your mental side's not there, then none of that stuff matters. So um, we've been really working hard on that over just not just like, hey, you do this, you do this, but just having confidence in your abilities and just knowing, like, you know, what failure looks like, uh, how do you bounce back from it? Um, what are you doing different? How are you going to adjust? And just staying locked into what you're able to do um, and maximize those those things and not trying to go outside of yourself. So um, just over the past couple of years, that's really been um, something that we've honed into and, and really tried to um, maximize. What's that
0: moment like in the dugout when Kinsey Hansen does what she does? And for you – I mean, is your mind already on? All right, next batter, next approach. I mean, because that's that's how you got to be, right? But what's that moment like in the dugout when that happens?
1: Yeah, it for me, it really is about like what's next. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's um, but if you just like for me, if I'm getting like way too hyped up or way too um, crazy about it, then we're gonna miss the next play and. You know, we had uh, we had a chance there um, where we went walk walk and Jossie hit that ball up the middle um, hard that they made a play on where we could have won the uh, or could have went up there in the seventh and so now it's like okay how do we get ready for the eighth how do we get ready for the ninth and just continuing to um, you know just the game's not over until it's over right and it's for me it's just staying locked into um, those. Staying locked into what we need to, what we need to do, what we need to look for. How, like, what are some things that uh, we can just lock in on?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it was it was interesting because Valerie Cagle, just so solid, but yet when when this team hit, hits against the best JT, it seems like they elevate themselves, and that's part of that approach. I thought it was an awesome moment, but what gets lost is Tra's bomb to start the ninth. I mean. That was an absolute shot over the center field wall,
1: right? And (laughs) what gets lost too? There are a couple things that get lost. Go ahead, Sophia Nugent's uh, ground ball that scored a run. Like every run mattered, right? So obviously the three run homer, Tiare's homer, the back to back homers in the in the first, but those little things like Sophia's um, uh, RBI. Uh, mm-hmm. and whatever the, that was huge and it scored a run and uh, you know it, it really helped us get to um, get to learn off of Kegel. and another thing that gets lost is how good Kagel was and it's not easy that she is national she was one of the best pitchers we faced all year and even though like you know runs were being put up she was freaking fighting she was a dog so um, it was. Uh, we worked really hard um, in that series, and really knowing, like, you know, if we can have good plans off of her, then we'll see we'll see some some things take off. So, really proud of the effort that we were able to to uh, sustain for the weekend, and we're just kind of looking forward to starting over again this week.
0: Stanford's first up. Um, we didn't see. Kennedy we didn't see their other ace earlier but again that also it seems like it was a whole season ago JT whenever we played him but what's kind of caught your eye about the Cardinals as you prepare for tomorrow
1: they are tough they are gritty they are they deserve to be here and they're definitely not you know I didn't think that the that they were a nine seed they're um, a really really good team solid their coach is one of the best she coach has done a really good job everywhere she's been and um, I remember seeing her at my Michigan State days and seeing her do the same thing over at Minnesota, and and it's just a testament to her and her staff how much work that they've put in to get them where they're at. But um, you know, they they fight, they they pitch, they play defense. They're fundamental. They're fundamentally sound. They do all the little things right. So um, you know, it's it's at this point every matchup's a tough matchup. So we are going into it, um, you know, fully locked in and, and ready to go.
0: JT Gasso is our guest. A couple more before we let you get out of here. I got. I know you're you're focused on OU, but is it kind of cool to look at the other side of the bracket and see DJ here and and what Utah has done?
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. And you know him and him and Paige have, have done a really good job, and, and Coach Hogue's done a really good job. She, you know, they were in Super Regionals in 16 and 17, and uh, you know we're right there. And you know to get over that hump, she's she's done a tremendous job and. Um, just kind of cool to see dj and, and Paige be a, be a part of that, but um, but yeah, they've been a gritty team all year long. so uh, running through the pack, you know that's that's a tough gauntlet for them. and um to do what they did was was pretty special.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. And as somebody, I know you have the broad view because you're a fan of the sport, I love this field. you know, obviously, again, OU you stand for it tomorrow, but the game before ours is, is gonna be wild. Uh, osu florida state utah washington i just i think this is an awesome field as a whole
1: no for sure and i really feel that you know like last year you know you had oregon state you had arizona you had some some newcomers so anytime that you get like a new mix of teams that are in here um, i really feel like any any time that anyone's here the field is is awesome um you know james (laughs) madison you know making their run you know so and you think about, you know, JMU, they had a really good fan base, but how much of how many more fans did they gain once they were here? You know, so um I really feel that uh that this year, you know, you have some pretty good, like familiar matchups, but um I really feel like you know, you're seeing the best in uh college softball right now.
0: All right, uh one more quick one and it's uh it's based on another one of those kinda forgotten moments. Riley Boone. Now she got forced out, but she led that that seventh inning off with a hit. Can you just kind of lay out for us what she's meant to this team and how she's really embraced being that eight? Now, more specifically, as the season's progressed, that nine hole and just the the factor that she's become for this team.
1: Yeah, I don't think we really uh, get locked into nine hole um, because she. A lot of it, we talk matchups and, and how we want to set, you know, set some things up. So we've seen her move up to eight. We've seen her move up to seven. Um, I can't remember if she's been six. I know there, there was a stretch where she was you know, on an absolute tear. So um, I think what, what it is, it's a, a real big testament to how she's bought into everything that we're doing as a team. Uh, she has good at-bats. She swings in good pitches. She swings hard. She execute. She executes when she needs to. She just finds ways to get on base. And uh, I think when everyone looks at the results and they see, you know, your average or your homers or this and that, like that's not the stuff that we really lock in on. It's getting on first base. How can we contribute to how many runs we're scoring? And Riley Boone has absolutely like dug into that full one hundred percent. So seeing her just take off the way that she's done it's not really surprising because she does it every day in practice so um i think it's just really cool that she's finally getting a lot of recognition for this because i really do feel like it's been consistent throughout her career
0: you're awesome she, you
1: yeah, you remember that you remember that puerto vallarta oh yeah She couldn't get out
0: yeah she was amazing it's unreal. <laughs> unreal made one of the most wild catches i've seen too uh against yeah. the center field wall well fence or yeah. whatever you want to call that thing but yeah i'm I'm pumped she's getting her shine. <laughs> All right, buddy, enjoy this. I'll see you if not later today, tomorrow, and I uh, can't wait to watch this team against the Cardinal. Yep, always fun. Thanks, Mike. See you, brother. JT Gasso. How awesome is that? He has um, – he will not give himself any credit. You no, know, You know who I wanted to ask about? I forgot. I want to give him and Ryan Wondrosic a lot of credit. You know, Ryan is uh, – and, and here's the other part of it, too, for softball fans that aren't aware – he is a he is a softball lifer. Like, JT, you want to get into a, a fun game of of softball trivia, OU softball trivia with JT, he's down. And you know who else is really good at it? Jen Rocha. Like, we were going through numbers the other day, Josh, and I'm like, all right, give me some number nines or give me some number tens. Boom, 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 he's got them all. And not just from, you know, the last eight years when he's been the hitting coach. Going back to the – early 2000s, and as soon as Coach got here. So uh, he, JT does a fantastic job in not just putting together the game plan for the hitters, but in making sure they understand a little bit of everything that they're going to see. So I, I can't say it enough, man. I thoroughly enjoy every chance we get to talk to him. But anything catch your ear from that, Josh, that we need to elaborate on?
2: Yeah, I think, honestly, the the first comment caught my ear. Just that, hey, it's business as usual. Nothing different. Nothing different this week. I I mean, to me, that is the – and everybody probably would say that, but you believe it when JT Gasso and Oklahoma says it. That's the striking mark of a dynastic run is their ability to, yes, make this stage like all the other stages before it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um let's see. What time
0: is it? It is 10.17. So I am uh, – I'm racing down for some Westwood One responsibilities. Are you guys good for a minute, Josh, if I disappear from this here very radio program? We're good. Yeah.
2: We're good. Come Tommy?
0: back if you want to come back. <laughs> I'll make sure – well, my goal is to come back, but – Um, so to kind of give you an idea for Westwood one and some of the responsibilities, we get these one-on-one moments with teams and I need to get down to be at least a part of some of them, (laughs) some of them throughout the morning today. So we'll take a timeout. Uh, Tennessee is here. Alabama is here. They're going through their pregame preps. Um, they start this thing tomorrow at 11 a.m. 1.30 is the scheduled start time for Oklahoma. And we'll be all over the Women's College World Series. Tons of Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text lines, uh, text to catch up on. Plus, Josh, you guys got to get into this story out of Destin, right? And what's going on in the SEC media days?
2: Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm sure we will if we haven't. By the time that you return, then then you and I can kick it around because nice. there's some some interesting happenings going on down there uh, in the SEC, no doubt.
0: Plank shows at the Women's College World Series right here on the Home of Sooner Fans
2: hour number two it's the plank show right here on the ref home of sooner fans as well we are one day away from getting the women's college world series underway plank out there from hall of fame stadium collecting all sorts of interviews media day is underway out there in OKC. Hour number two of the Plank Show presented by Allison Insurance. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements and more. Bob and Robert Allison they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. So, said it to Plank just a moment ago. Connor, the, the biggest thing that jumped out from JT Gasso and I believe it His comments a moment ago right here on these airwaves. It's another week. It's another week for Oklahoma. And that is a fascinating thought when you consider here's a program that deep exhale just set the all-time consecutive wins mark with 48 is looking to track down, become just the second program all-time to win. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back national championships to 3 Pete. And I believe it. I believe it from JT Gasso because we've seen this program, saw it, to get win number 48. lot of uh, pressure, a lot of anxiety. They don't blink in those moments. They operate the same way. That, to me, the most striking comment that JT Gasso made, and it was right off the top in that interview, And uh, it just – it's simply that—that – that is what it is with Oklahoma softball. They do not panic in big moments. They are built. They are made for this stage, Connor.
3: Yeah, it's just no big deal for them now to make it to the Women's College World Series. Just treat it like a regular season game, it feels like. And, you know, that's every team's goal is to make it to the Women's College World Series. And for OU to do it uh, this many times in a row and to go back to back to back is – Pretty crazy, and they got a good chance to do so uh, starting tomorrow.
2: They've been uh, on this stage a bunch, man. Uh, on it a bunch, and I believe 11 out of the past 12 years, Oklahoma has advanced to the Women's College World Series, which is tops nationally. And every single year of the Patty Gasso era, Oklahoma's, uh, well, they've, gone to the NCAA tournament. Seventh straight Women's College World Series appearance, 16th overall, and yes, the 11th trip in the last 12 years to OKC for Oklahoma. No other program in the country has made uh, that many trips to the WCWS as Oklahoma since 2011. So they are the standard.
3: Yeah, that's a lead. And before we got on, we also talked about How some of these teams that are in this Women's College World Series this year that OU has already played in the regular season other than Alabama and Tennessee, and if you win your first game, uh, you'll play the winner of that. So some of these teams, actually all the teams on the bottom of the bracket OU has played, Florida State, Oklahoma State, uh, Washington, and Utah, they all beat in the regular season.
2: That is a wild thought. (laughs) That
3: is. We need some help from the Kniffenmeyer Chevrolet text line to see if that has ever happened. For a national champion to beat every single team uh, in the regular season plus the postseason in the Women's College world Series bracket.
2: So, what Connor's talking about, Connor Pasby, by the way, good morning, Good team, morning. My I did not say good morning That's, to you. How are you? It's all good.
3: Good morning. Everything going good? Did you have a nice night? I did, yeah. It's always the plus when you get eight hours of sleep, and I did just <laughs> yes. that last night. <laughs> yes. I always struggle when I get, say, less than seven. Well, but I feel pretty good when I get to the 8 mark. I wake up in a good mood.
2: Friday broadcasting plans, if those were causing you any anxiety, you can <laughs> toss that out the window. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no need to worry about that. Uh, so what Connor's talking about, Oklahoma has has beaten Stanford. They have beaten Florida State this season. They've beaten Oklahoma State this season. They've beaten Washington this season. They've beaten Utah this season. The only two teams they haven't beaten – in the Women's College World Series, Tennessee and Alabama, if you beat Stanford in your opener, if, if you beat Stanford tomorrow beginning at 1.30, then you're going to turn around and play the winner of Tennessee or Alabama, or you're going to play the loser of Tennessee, Alabama, if you, you don't take care of business versus Stanford. So you got the opportunity to beat one of those two right there navigate throughout the bracket. It breaks the right direction. Who knows? Oklahoma might legitimately beat every single team that's in this Women's College World Series, which is, again, insanity. Insanity to think about that possibility.
3: You wouldn't think that has ever happened. I mean, possibly it could, but some of these teams like Utah, uh, early on in the season, they played them when they weren't ranked. so you weren't expecting Utah to really make this uh, big run, so they got some help with the scheduling, but Still an impressive thing to do for OU if this does happen.
2: Yeah, that, historians, we, we need you to get after it out there. Has anybody <laughs> ever beaten the entirety of, and probably somebody's going to say, well, Oklahoma three years ago. <laughs> you know, it's like,
3: yeah, it, it happened
2: last year. But uh, if it did
3: happen, OU probably did it already.
2: It would be a remarkable feat to, I mean, even even if Oklahoma beats. Six out of the other seven in this Women's College World Series would be sensational.
3: Some, that would
2: be historic.
3: Well, some of those teams they played in the regular season, Duke and uh, UCLA, they could have – they were both uh, – oh, Good me, enough. UCLA got beat in the regional, but Duke was in the super regional, so they could have made it too.
2: No doubt. No doubt they, they absolutely could have. Wichita State, a good team, difficult – you know, you you wind up getting paired with with Oklahoma State, but Clemson. If you didn't see, you didn't see that. I mean, there's just th- these teams that Oklahoma's beaten that aren't here too. Could be here if maybe their path uh, was different, but that just speaks to it. it. It's it's an Oklahoma team, Connor, that just set the all-time consecutive wins mark, and it's not as though it's not as though they've played this down Big 12 conference schedule and nobody out of conference no they've they've scheduled up yeah. and beaten all these great teams many of which are right here in the women's college world series
3: yeah I mean you can say the Big 12 wasn't very strong this year as it has been in the past for softball but the non-conference schedule was really good for OU so don't say that was soft and don't say that OU is playing some cupcake teams uh early on in the season because they were playing some really good teams and a lot of these teams are in here in the Women's College World Series.
2: What uh, what do you make of the matchup, Oklahoma and Stanford? We've seen it once this year, very, very early in this season. W- what do you think? Opening thoughts on Oklahoma-Stanford.
3: Yeah, well, you guys touched on it early on in the show, but Stanford's offense is kind of – it's really a hit or miss. They'll put up some runs, and the next game they – they win in like a pitcher's duel, so you don't really know what to expect for Stanford. They're the big bats really aren't there. Not many home runs this season, so that's a that can be a little concerning when you're going up against OU, a team that you know one hit of the bat, the ball is going out of the yard. And for Stanford, they don't really have many extra base hits. So if they if Stanford wants any shot, they gotta keep the game low scoring.
2: How about this from the six one four? Nippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, if you want to chime in. We we didn't even think about this. If Texas and Northwestern would have advanced, they would have already beaten
3: yeah, every know.
2: team in the Women's College World Series.
3: Northwestern had a good chance to do so, too. Did they win the first game?
2: They did, and then each of Lost the other the two were, were one-run games. Yeah. So, yeah, Northwestern, now Texas, eh, not quite as close. No, yeah,
3: Tennessee really gave it to him, but that's still, still crazy. Yeah, if Texas and Northwestern would have won, then every single team in the Women's College World Series OU has beaten them.
2: And I'm almost positive that's never happened, where a team no. a team before they even got into the Women's College World Series would have seen, played, and beaten everybody else.
3: You'd say, well, we we're better than all these teams because – We played them in the regular season. We beat them already.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah, we know we're better than (laughs) any of those teams. We're doing a break. It's hour number two of the Plank Show. We've got room for all of you to dial us up and jump in here old-fashioned way. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. If you have thoughts about the Women's College World Series, OU Baseball, they are in baby. Postseason date uh, versus Virginia, East Carolina, obviously first out there. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, would love to hear from you this morning. All of our OU softball updates, by the way, OU softball, NCAA softball updates, the Women's College World Series updates, they are brought to us by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same-day orthopedic care, no appointment needed, call Orthostat, 405-515-5575 or visit Ouch orthostat.com to learn more. More Oklahoma softball, the uh, the bracket. How does Oklahoma's portion of it to start here with Tennessee, Alabama, Stanford? What challenges await? We'll debate, we'll discuss. Next right here, it's the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you, it's the Plank Show. he ladies and gentlemen. He's Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer. It's the Home of Sooner Fans. Happy Women's College World Series eve. Sooners set for uh, 130. one tomorrow. They open play up versus Stanford before that. It will be Alabama and Tennessee Montana fouts. A lot of questions, the, the health, would she be good to go? Was she going to be a part of this run at all for Alabama? They uh, earned the number five national seed that did not go over swimmingly Connor to uh, a bunch of the nation. Plenty of folks felt like they didn't deserve it, and yet, lo and behold, they get the number five seed, uh, host a regional, wind up uh, hosting Northwestern, and you would have to say it was important that uh, they they hosted that super regional. They managed to rally back, win the final two, and now here they and Fouts are. Is she healthy enough? Is Alabama good enough to beat Tennessee, to threaten Oklahoma in this portion of the bracket?
3: We'll see, because Tennessee's a really good team. They've played them a few times already this season. But just watching Tennessee against Texas, it's going to be a tough task. And, yeah, you got to hope that Fouts is healthy and ready to go. She looked good when she closed out that game uh, in game three to get to the Women's College World Series, which was really cool to see because she's been battling some injuries uh, this season. So we'll wait and find out. That should be a really good matchup, though, the first game of the Women's College World Series.
2: This is from the Knoxville News, knoxnews.com, okay? Here's why Tennessee will win its first Women's College World Series title. There's a reason Tennessee swept the SEC titles for the 13th time in league history this season. The Vols, one of the most well-rounded teams in the country, they have the pieces to make a run. But there's been another level of poise from this team during the postseason. Tennessee's uh, been in tight situations during the tournament, has never folded. Led Texas one nothing for five innings in game two, and its pitching and defense kept things locked up until the Vols blew it open in the final two innings. Pitching and hitting from top to bottom has continued to rise to the occasion throughout the postseason. Peyton Gottschall hasn't given up a run in 17 innings pitched in the NCAA tournament, and the uh, Bowling Green transfer pitching her best at the right time.
3: Just all-around game for Tennessee, not just the pitching, but the offense has really been there in the postseason. And how about that? If Tennessee beats Alabama, Donahue will play against her former team in the second round uh, against OU.
2: Zeta Pooney, 500 what she's batting uh, in the postseason, five blasts, 11 ribbies, seven runs scored. It just, to me, and Alabama obviously tomorrow will have their chance to have something to say about this. I think we're going to get Oklahoma-Tennessee, and I think we might get it more than once at this Women's College World Series.
3: I think so, too. I think they're the second-best team. I know there's a lot of talk about Florida State, but if you want to talk about an all-around softball team, that is Tennessee. They're a really good squad, and they're really hot right now as they head to the Women's College World Series.
2: Kiki Malloy, Ashley Rogers some some talented uh some talented talented players the uh the why they will and why they won't win their national title from the Knoxville news well why they won't win their national title i, I don't know because you got to go through Oklahoma
3: yeah if you win have fun your second matchup will be against Oklahoma Sooners. luckily it's a double elimination but yeah still
2: and and i guess uh is it is it better to get OU in that half of the bracket versus the 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 finals, or if you were Tennessee, would you rather be over in either Florida State or Oklahoma State's position?
3: I think you want to be in the bottom bracket if you're Tennessee, right? Avoid
2: them as long as you avoid,
3: can. I, that's what I would do. Yeah, I don't want to play them in the second round. I know you're staying in the winner's bracket, but you would like to avoid them until you get to the championship finals.
2: Even though Oklahoma has given us zero indication that a – WCWS championship series would phase them at all.
3: It no, yeah. And
2: and arguably Connor, I could turn around and say I mean maybe maybe you want to take on Oklahoma early and see if you can bounce them out because that's a team with the most experience that has won this thing in uh, back-to-back seasons and uh, well, a bunch over the last decade. They are best prepared to beat you in the finals.
3: What we've see, we've seen OU drop a few or a game early on in the women's college world series. James Madison did it. Uh, UCLA beat them one game, but OU responds so well. Yeah, I mean it's up to you if you're Tennessee. You, I guess you don't mind playing them early just because of the past uh, Oklahoma playing in the early round games.
2: Oklahoma State, Florida State that that seems to be seems to be the. Uh... Outside of, of course, our interest in Oklahoma Stanford, which will have the uh, lion's share of the attention right here on the, the the ref, the home of Sooner fans, Oklahoma State Florida State is going to be fun, isn't it?
3: That's going to be yeah a really good game three versus uh, six. Those teams are hot too. Oklahoma State's a team that everyone thought would lose in their regional going up against Wichita State. Uh, very similar to Alabama. Not much love. For the Cowboys and the Tide, but yeah, that should be a lot of fun. The nightcap, that's gonna be a great crowd too. Oklahoma State's gonna bring a bunch.
2: Yeah, it'll be a terrific environment, and uh, Sandercock and Maxwell should be uh, should be a terrific pitching duel. You would think, though, both offenses fully capable of making it <laughs> not go according to plan, Connor.
3: No, no, they don't. And then after that, I mean, Washington and Utah, I don't know, not much interest. I mean, I guess because of – Two
2: teams split. Split their four. Washington won the regular season series. Utah came back. Pac-12 tournament, even the score. So, uh, conference rivals, they've split the the season series to date. Uh, Pretty – I I don't know. I mean, I I think that's a tasty – into the uh the
3: the action tomorrow when well, utah's a team that really came out of nowhere i mean unranked uh halfway through the season and then, man they really picked it up and they're of course playing some good softball as well so yeah there's just so many really good matchups as expected sec battle at the top with tennessee and alabama pac 12 matchup once again with washington and utah
2: what's the biggest storyline in this uh, Women's College World Series. Is it just Oklahoma tracking down, trying to, three
3: straight? I think so, and just who whoever can beat Oklahoma. I mean, that's that's probably your two right there. Can anybody beat Oklahoma, can right? Any, I mean, yeah. that's
2: probably the big storyline.
3: Can anyone beat them and then maybe beat them early before you get to the championship finals, which I don't see that happening. Well, and
2: and there's a great chance, whoever it would be, you you got to beat Oklahoma twice. Can you do that?
3: That's the thing. That's been the story throughout this whole postseason, the regional and super regional. you got to beat this team twice somehow. Clemson had a chance in that game, too. <laughs> if they did win that, you got to bounce back the next day and beat them again.
2: couple of good text messages we can hit on the other side. Uh, OU baseball into the postseason as well. What do we think about the regional draw for the Sooners? Uh, they'll get uh, going later this week. It should be fun. Skipping the boys. They went on uh, – one heck of a run, nerve, t-
3: nerve-wracking selection show for OU.
2: Indeed, and have you gotten? Well, let's talk about it next. But have you gotten caught up in the uh, in between here between uh, Oklahoma and Kansas State fans? Ha- have you gotten caught in the fray? Let's uh, let's talk about some of that next. Plus, some great text messages from you, phone calls. We're we're welcoming those as well 405-329-9000 it's the plank show close it up our number two next right here on the ref. playing cleanup here on the text line to close close up Hour number two it's the plank show on the ref josh elmer alongside Condor pasby knippelmeyer chevrolet text line if uh you want to chime in it's easy 405-651-3439 is the uh, number to chime in right on. The uh, text line says, from the 405, ask the historians to see how many of the 64 tournament teams OU beat this year.
3: I was, tr- I was trying to go through that, but I'm looking at the first four games and they're all against teams that made the field of 64.
2: I can probably get that answer for you relatively quick. I would imagine it's in the uh, sooner selected number one overall seed release. I, I bet I can find it for you. Uh, here, I don't know. Beginning of next hour, just give me a, a second to catch my breath, and and we'll get an answer here for you, or the historians will. The, helped, the text yeah. line will will get to work for us. Uh, Broken Arrow, Fat Boy, how about five? That's five. Count them five, Connor. First team All Americans that will be coming back next year for Oklahoma.
3: Crazy, isn't it? I mean, you're losing your captain, Grace Lyons. Who else? Who else are you losing from the? Basically from the lineup for OU.
2: Uh, not much, yeah.
3: You're bringing a lot back. And some of those, you have some options at shortstop. You can maybe move T.R.A. Jennings over to shortstop. Or you got the Hodge girl coming in who's been waiting behind Grace Lyons.
2: If uh, If you missed it, Oklahoma just dominates the All-American selections from D1 softball. The only other team with two first-team selections was Tennessee. And, uh, oh, by the way, Oklahoma had five first-team selections, seven uh, overall All-American selections for OU from D1 Softball. The uh, five first-teamers, Jordy Ball, Kinsey Hanson, T.R.A. Jennings, Alyssa Brito, and Jada Coleman. So there's the, there's the five first-teamers. And, uh, oh, by the way, Haley Lee and Grace Lyons. Second team selection. So you should not
3: be worried whatsoever for next season.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't think anybody's too concerned. If if Oklahoma takes care of business, first of all, one one of the storylines for OU in this thing is so OU's got all this history, right? That they're looking to make this season. They they just made some forty eight uh, consecutive wins and counting. So they've got the all-time consecutive wins mark now. Connor, if they rip through this Women's College World Series and win it without losing, if they go through this postseason unblemished, and obviously, I mean, that would require them to do that in this Women's College World Series, if they're able to do that, then I think, greatest team of all time, you attach that to this program, they would have won three consecutive national championships. They'd, they'd be the only other program joining UCLA from, what, uh, 88 to 90 mm-hmm. to do that. And then, oh, by the way, because of what we're talking about right here, they're the obvious favorite for next year to try and become the first team to win four straight.
3: that That's the thing with this team. you got so many records to break, and you're still working on it here in the Women's College Royal series to cap it off with. you got another national championship, and you're bringing back – Most of your key playmakers back for next season. It's impressive to, obviously it's impressive to win 48 straight, but, dude, to end it with the national championship, because you got so many people, I mean, (laughs) wanting you to lose. So much pressure uh, with this winning streak you have going on. And to win the whole thing, it's going to be pretty impressive.
2: Well, and we saw that, right, with Coach Patty Gasso after they locked down a miraculous, heroic, and incredible Super Regionals, Marita Hines sending off victory versus Clemson that Patty Gasso got emotional and said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, this team has so much put on its shoulders to be this or to be that. And they are this and they are that, but that's a lot to ask of them to constantly meet that level of expectation and dominance and yet they do. And so that made Coach Gasso emotional thinking about that.
3: Well, it, it's special for her. I mean, obviously this is the best team that she's ever had on this field for Oklahoma. There is a lot of pressure. And trust me, there's a bunch of people that want you to lose because they see you just winning so many games throughout this regular season. Only one loss that happened early on in the season and to go undefeated in Big 12 play and to keep this thing going, man.
2: So, OU Architect asks this right here as we uh, close hour number two. Uh, guys, I've seen many posts about players, uh, at, you know, active and participating in FanFest activities, among other things. I know the team will be focused, but does this concern anyone? Just asking.
3: So, uh, let's see. Uh, that they're having fun right now before the well they're they're
2: involved in some fan fest stuff where i I assume that its appearances and autographs and this and that Uh, let me see if i can dig it I, i saw this making the rounds yesterday but uh am i concerned no and it's my understanding that oklahoma has had players do this in the past and they've clearly handled it well then i think they'll handle it well now they'll and, be focused and probably we don't even hear about more of these things that players behind the scenes at times are doing so no i'm oh you architect laser focus tunnel vision not not worried about it maybe we should be and, and maybe that'll be a storyline later but as of right now no not worried about it hey that's it for hour number two we're back next